All right, we are live. Uh, the House of Horrors. We got our guest tonight, Camden Toy. How you doing tonight? How's it going? Great. Thank you for joining us. Um, glad you're taking. Oh, of course. You know, um, I've known you for years now, and it's been so long. I had to get you on here, so I'm glad you could make it. So uh, I guess uh, we'll just go ahead and start asking questions, and once people start popping in, uh, we'll go ahead and answer theirs. So. Um, I just want to start out, um, when you first got into acting, were, um, when was that, and uh, who was your inspiration, uh, what kind of movies and shows were you into when you were younger? Okay, um, I got into acting via makeup, actually, believe it or not. My father had been a makeup artist and an actor, and um, unfortunately, my mother got pregnant very early. <laughs> Uh, with me, and uh, he had to kind of uh, let go of some of those dreams. Uh, he he tried, he tried, but unfortunately, I mean, he even got went out to Los Angeles and tried to work with uh, Wally Westmore, the head of Paramount uh, Makeup. Mm -hmm. And um, the Makeup Guild was closed at that time. He couldn't he couldn't do it, so he had to go back. So they actually went back right before I was born to Pennsylvania. Um, but I got into his makeup kit when I was very young, uh, sometime early grade school. I don't remember exactly, first grade, second grade. I'm not sure exactly when. Um, and uh, instead of him getting angry at me, he actually uh, was kind of like, hey, you want me to show you how to use that? And I'm like, um, okay, you know. Um, so he and I would sit at my mother's dressing table uh, and we would do makeup together and he would do the makeup on himself and I would watch him and I would mirror that. He wanted me to be doing the makeup on myself. He didn't want, he didn't want to do the makeup on me. So um, my first introduction to character was transformational makeup. Uh, like, you know, old age and beards and um, putty noses and things like that. So um, when he said to me when I was in second or third grade, um, would you like to start taking acting classes? I was like, sure. So I started uh, studying at the Pittsburgh Playhouse, which is where he studied when he was in his late teens, early 20s. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, when w the summer between third and fourth grade, we moved into a smaller town called Delmont, Pennsylvania. And it just happened to be uh, a small uh, summer theater was opening uh, that exact summer um, in, a, in a large barn that had been converted into a theater. Uh, it was run by three producers based out of New York. And my family befriended those producers and they let me, this little kid in summer between third and fourth grade start hanging out there and I hung out there every summer in, in, into my teens and uh, Harry Colley who was uh, the, the director there was really one of my first inspirations because uh, I used to watch him direct uh, and direct rehearsals and they, they let me sit in on those things like that uh, as long as I wasn't making a lot of noise right <laughs> yeah so he he uh, he was one of my first inspirations um, um, as for the films I was seeing, uh, I, was, I was a huge fan of the Universal Monster films um, because of the makeup, my, my interest in makeup. Uh, I loved The Mummy. Frankenstein was like fascinating to me, uh, uh, the makeup for, for Frankenstein, um, the, 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 the Wolfman. I just, I just loved all those, you know, all those uh, Universal Monster. Uh, and um, when I was about fifth grade, 
Uh, Dick Smith uh, came out with his uh, Monster Makeup Handbook. Are you familiar? Are you familiar with that? I don't know if you. I haven't, but I think I remember you mentioning it one time, but I've never read it or anything. But yeah, um, well, Dick Smith, of course, is a you know legendary makeup artist. He like pioneered you know prosthetic makeup, um, but he he's he's a, he's a god in in makeup circles. Um, but he, when I was around fifth in fifth grade, he, uh, Famous Monsters of Filmland published his little booklet in magazine form. It was called Dick Smith's Monster Makeup Handbook. And I uh, just dove on that when I saw it. I think it was 50 cents, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, it was like, you know, at the, lo at the, local, at the local pharmacy where they, where they sold, you know, magazines. And there it was. And I was just like, <laughs> um, and um, I just ha had a ball, you know, doing monster makeups. So mm -hmm. you know, those that's that's so those are probably some of my earliest uh, um, influences. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, you remember like any of those uh, tips you could give us, like when you were a kid uh, from that booklet of like something easy we could do with it, or oh, uh, one of the one of my favorite makeup uh, was called uh, liquid latex stipple with cotton. And that was uh, a very simple, what it was is you would stretch an area of skin that you wanted to, to wrinkle, right? Mm -hmm. And you would, you would put adhesive there and then you would put cotton, uh, like you'd get, you know, those rolls of cotton, you know what I mean? Not cotton balls, but rolls of cotton. Yeah. You'd put, you'd put the, like a, pe a large piece of cotton on that, on that, uh, uh, that adhesive. But, you know, with the, with the fibers in the direction you want the, uh, the, uh, the wrinkle. And then you let that dry and then you pull off all the cotton. So everything is off except just teeny bits of fiber, just teeny bits of fiber. You then keep, you, you like then stretch that, you, you, you put liquid latex on there and then you dry it with a, a hair dryer. And when you let it go, it goes into wrinkles. And you can do that all over your face and neck. And you know, for somebody who is like fifth grade, to be able to make yourself look old was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an 80 year old, 90 year old man. Oh, yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, you used to, to really freak people out because, like, I, I would be like, like, I would do this kind of stuff after school. And then I'd sit and watch, like, you know, after school, you know, television. And, like, you know, people would come home and, I, and like, my father come home and, like, hey, how's it going? I go, oh, fine. And I would be like, an old man. <laughs> <laughs> I just aged 100 years, but I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, boom, you want to go ahead? I'll you go ahead and switch uh, if you got anything. Um, I actually never was real big. I just started watching Buffy the last couple of days. I never really was into it, but I actually was fan of you with the Bedeviled. <laughs> yeah, I really liked oh, that yeah, movie. Yeah. I'm yeah, probably that, not that saying the name a, right. That was but... a fun film. Yeah, that, was a, that was a fun film, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but um, I would say you just like all the monsters in that, I think that movie's really underrated. That all the monsters in that are just really well done. Yeah, yeah. That was Robert Hall that did the, the makeup on that, I believe. You know, and he unfortunately has since passed away. Passed away, um, yeah. Yeah, it was very tragic. Um, yeah, but uh, he was just a brilliant. Uh, when I first met him, uh, I met him on um, season seven when I did the, the character Gnarl for, for Buffy's uh, episode three, season seven, uh, same time, same place. And uh, he was in his 20s, you know, he was a kid. 
And uh, he was so professional and so uh, talented. Um, he whipped that with makeup. And that was not just a, a that was a facial makeup with huge nose and, and cheeks and, and, and chin and, and like long fingernails and like, yeah. you know, extensions on my fingers and, and then a full body suit, you know, with like hands and like booties. And, and he put that all together in like about three and a half hours, which is oh, really? unheard of. Yeah. I wow. mean, he knew, he knew it was going to be a huge job. You know, a job like that generally takes six, seven, eight hours. Um, but he, he knew it was going to be a big job. So he had a lot of assistants come in and help him uh, assist, you know, assist me getting into the suit and, and whatnot. So, um, yeah, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, I actually just watched that like not more than a half hour ago. So I wanted to see some of the episodes that you were in. Yeah, that was that's one of my one of my favorite monsters I think I've ever portrayed. Yeah, that was actually going to be one of my questions. What was the favorite monster you've ever done? <laughs> yeah, not, well, Gnarl, because, you know, no, you know, no pun intended. It was, there was a lot of meat to sink your teeth into on that. <laughs> or Willow. <laughs> I know, I know, uh, I know. Um, but uh, Jane Espenson wrote such an amazing uh, script for that. And uh, I remember when I first got the script, uh, I, I, I was very lucky. I got, I got the sides, the sides for those that you don't know, uh, the sides are just the, the couple, couple pages of a scene that they want you to, to do in an audition. They, they, all, they very rarely, when you're auditioning for something, give you the entire script. It does happen occasionally, but it's rare. So they usually just give you the, the, the couple pages and they, they call those the sides. And uh, I got the sides on a Friday, which means I had Saturday and Sunday to play with it before we auditioned on Monday, which was very lucky. Um, often you get the sides the day before or sometimes the same day, and you don't really have time to really develop, you know, what's going on. And I'm, I'm really a big uh, believer that, um, that scripts, a really good script like, like Jane's script for that, that episode, uh, will tell you what it needs. If you just listen, and that's that, and that's a lot, it takes a lot of patience. You have to like really play with it and play with the words and feel the feel, how the how the words feel in your mouth. And um, slowly, I started like realizing, oh, like right here, I'm kind of I'm kind of taunting her, and it sort of came out. No one comes to save you, you know. Kind of, <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. <laughs> um, and then later when I got cast and they, and they, they were doing the makeup and everything, ahead of time, they gave me a, a second pair of te teeth and a second pair of uh, finger extensions. And I was like, what would I do with these? I would like, oh, I'd probably like, oh, I love a gifty. Can't wait to unwrap it. <laughs> you know, so, you know, uh, certain things come out of the script, certain things come out of the makeup. There was like all these things that, you know, that just, and then, so by the time I was on set, in full makeup and the teeth and the and the finger finger extensions and the, and the uh, and the uh, full sclera eye uh, lenses, I was having way too much fun with this role. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, that, uh, that and the gentleman, the those two story. were my favorite. Gnarl and then the gentleman, those two were the best. Thank I think. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah, the gentleman was really spooky. I saw that one today too. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a very um, special episode because, of course, Joss was known for his um, his pithy dialogue, and you know, and so here he is. He's doing a, an episode where um, most of the episode is silent. Um, mm -hmm. 
very daring. Um, you know, it's, it's one of the, it's one of the, and it's truly an experiment. And, you know, with experiments, you never know, are they going to work? Are they not going to work? And of course it, it totally worked beyond anybody's wildest dreams. But um, it, it was one of those uh, amazing things. I remember when I got the call to, for the audition, they were like, um, uh, okay, Buffy the Vampire Slayer wants to see you tonight at 6.30. And I'm like, tonight? Because usually, like, usually it's not the same day. Usually it's like a day or two ahead of time. You know, you have a little bit of time. to. I said, what about a script? My agent was like, there is no script, just go. And I'm like, okay, this does, this sounds bad. <laughs> There's no script. We're just going to improv the like, whole thing. So I'm walking in with no no preparation. I don't know what I'm walking into. And that's scary for an actor, you know? I mean, it's like, so basically, and uh, and I think at that time it was called The Laughing Men, I think. Uh, and so we walked in and um, uh, Lonnie Hammerman, the one of the casting directors was like, uh, this is going to be a totally silent episode. There is not going to be any laughing. So we're probably going to change that name. Uh, so uh, don't laugh in the audition. <laughs> um, but the audition was basically, uh, she said, it's going to be an improv where you're going to float in. I'm like, float? <laughs> oh, okay, float. <laughs> you're going to float in and you're going to have a, a, a doctor's bag and you're going to take out the bag, a scalpel, and you're going to cut this young man's heart out, take the heart, and then you're going to float back out again. And all the while, smiling. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. <laughs> so um so I do this uh improv and because of my physical background, you know, I have a background in, you know, in European clowning and mime and martial arts and uh, uh, a lot of different, you know, physicalities. Um I I'm I find a way to sort of uh, approximate floating. And that's kind of by moving, when you move your legs just from the knee down, but not from the knee up, you can actually get this sensation that you're floating. So I do that and I take out the scalpel and I cut his heart out and I take the heart and I float back out again. And Joss literally goes, okay, thank you, thank you. Oh God, I'm gonna have nightmares now. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and I thought, oh boy, either I have the job or he thinks I'm a total psycho. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, and can, well, actually, he thought you were a psycho good enough to be on the show. There you go. <laughs> either way, it worked out. So, so I got the call. And I, so I got, I got the call and um, I got the job. And um, in television, you don't really have a lot of time to develop character. So often what you do in the audition is what you do on the show and what so what we did like what 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 Doug Jones did and what I did and you know what you know Charlie Bramley did and what uh, Don Lewis did um, in the audition was pretty much what we did on set um, I I I, uh, I saw Doug at the audition but I did not really meet him because you know it's an audition you don't really get a chance to like chat with people too much you're, you're mm -hmm. too into your head and you're too like concentrated but um, I did I actually finally meet him uh, at the um, at the wardrobe fitting and he and I hit it off immediately and we've been we've been fast friends ever since um, um, and a lot of what we did in the 
uh, the movements and, and the smiling and everything was was really uh, very much what we did in the audition. And it was very much, you know, you know we, we did a lot of um, kind of nonverbal communication that we were doing together. And uh, because of our physical backgrounds, it, it really worked. Uh, I think uh, one of the first shots that they shot was, you know, us coming, we both floated in the room to, uh, to cut out the, the young man's heart. And when they yelled cut, uh, one of the, I think it was one of the, one of the crew members was like, I, I can't believe the communication you guys have and you haven't said a word. And Doug and I were both like, oh, this is working. Okay, great. Um, uh, the funny thing about the, the smile uh, is that um, the original makeup was plastered on smiles. I don't know if you remember, but there's, there's six of us all together as, as the, mm -hmm. as the, uh, as the gentleman, there's the four of us are uh, the actors, and there's two stunt doubles. Uh, but four of uh, four of them had plastered on smiles. I don't know if you remember that. And so Doug and I. The straight jackets, yeah. No, 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 no. The, the other, I'm talking about the gentleman. Oh, the other two. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The other four gentlemen mm -hmm. had plastered on smiles. There was no uh, articulation or change in smile. Uh, and Doug and I had full articulation because. Um, when they were uh, having uh, when they were having uh, Joss uh, sign off on the makeup, um, they, you know, Joss looked at it and went, "Well, we hired Camden and, and and Doug because they scared me so much in the room with no makeup, with just their smiles, and now we're plastering over their smiles." No, 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 no. You, you you have to you have to show Camden's smile and show Doug's smile, and and so they figured out this way. They they made these like little thin veneers that fit over our actual teeth. So it was actually our mouths that, that you actually saw, other, other than, of course, the very, very thin, you know, metal veneers that were on the teeth. Mm -hmm. Thank you. With a lot of the monsters you play, what's it like having to get in all that makeup and stuff? Um, it's uh, a lot of patience, but uh, <laughs> because of my background in, uh, in uh, uh, makeup, uh, I, I developed a very huge love uh, and respect for transformational makeup from the time I was very young because of my father, really. I mean, and because of Dick Smith. Um, so uh, some people uh, say they, they, they sleep while the makeup is being put on. Uh, I, I never found that to work for me. Um, to me, it's an interactive, uh, it's a collaboration. You know, I was constantly checking in with the makeup artist. Is this and they would be checking in with me. Is this feel right? Should I move this a little bit? Should I adjust this? You know, how are how's the chin? Is this is this right? So you know, it, it's partly the way it looks, but also it's partly the way it feels to me, the actor. And and I've been very lucky. Uh, the makeup artists I've had have been been willing to you know to work with me, and and I've been willing to work with them. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So uh, out of the three. Yeah, the Prince of Lies, the Uber Bamp, uh, Narl, and the Gentleman. Which one uh, took the longest to put together on you? Um, I think for some reason the Uber Vamp did, even though it was not a full bodysuit. Um, uh, I think the Uber Vamp took about five hours. I think that uh, because I was doing it for multiple episodes, Rob got it down to like four, maybe, you know, or something like that. But uh, I think when, at first it was five, five and a half hours. And I think it was because uh, it was, he was using the, the whole facial uh, prosthetic was uh, silicone and, and the, uh, and the cowl was uh, 
foam, foam latex. And um, the, uh, the wisdom at that time with makeup artists was that you, you really can't mix the two mediums. And Rob was like, watch me. <laughs> like I said, he was sort of the bad boy of makeup, you know, and, and he, he defied a lot of people. Um, and, but I think it was, uh, it, I think it, it took time to, to do that. But I would, I, I'll, you know, um, I, I challenge you to find the, 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 the seams uh, in that makeup, you know. Yeah, it looked really good. Yeah, it was just, it was a cowl with a facial prosthetic and, a, and, a, and a, a, a chest plate. So there were, you know, three pieces, I guess, all together. And of course there was the hands, you know, which were huge. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I put them on and I'd be like, rah, and they'd be like, Jesus, those are huge. You know, they're like the size of my head, you know. <laughs> um, which uh, episode was it that I remember hearing Sarah, she didn't even know who you were outside of the makeup because she had never seen you. Uh, was that the, as the Uber vamp or which uh, demon was it? That was, that was the Uber vamp. The, well, the Uber vamp we did, uh, if we're not shooting in studio, which we shot a lot on location, we were always shooting at night because he's, he's a vampire. So there were a lot of long night shoots that Sarah and I would be like hanging out together and there would be a lot of, you know, time in between takes. So she and I got a chance to just sit and chat, even though this was the third character I did that she, that she knew me with. Um, but that's the one that, this is the one that I really got a chance to like, you know, get to know her better, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and one, so, you know, so we're chatting and she's talking about a vacation that she and, you know, her husband had taken and, you know, and, and then she was like, you know, I still don't know what you look like. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that must be creepy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. So, so she, her makeup artist actually came into the, our makeup trailer the next day and asked Rob Hall if he had a photo of me because Sarah would like to see me. <laughs> See what I look like. And, event, and eventually, uh, I think there was one day that I came on set for some reason. I can't remember why, but I was, I was, it was, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't acting that day. So I was out of makeup and I remember going up and saying, Hey, Sarah. And she was like, <laughs> I was like, it's Camden. It's Camden. She was like, Camden. Oh, it's, it's you. She yeah. got some stowaway onto the set. No, no, it's me. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. Because, because I was often there before anybody else was. And I was there after everybody else was because I was like getting my makeup on early in the morning often. And then late at night I was taking getting it taken off, which would, which is a lengthy process as well. Often uh, security didn't know what I looked like. Uh, the, the, you know, the, the, the craft service people didn't know what I looked like. Uh, the caterer didn't. So sometimes I'd be in, in line for the catering and they give me this look like, who's this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Sam, that monster, I'll get you. <laughs> Feed me now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how was it eating and drinking through those masks and prosthetics? <laughs> um, well, they're not masks, they're all prosthetic. Um, or prosthetics, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, which is, no, that's a mistake that a lot of people make. Um, uh, I remember as a kid reading in Famous Monsters of Filmland, Roddy McDowell in an interview, and he said that he would eat his meals with a mirror so he could watch. 
what he was doing so he wouldn't get the makeup you know he wouldn't get the food in the makeup and i took that to heart and i remembered that uh, later as an adult and i would do that i would actually you know i'd ask the makeup people for a mirror and i would take it with me to uh to our meals and i i would watch myself and that's actually how i you know because my job i always believed that my job was to take care of the makeup once it's on my face you know and unfortunately the lips are often the first thing that starts becoming unglued <laughs> almost always um i think except for the prince of lies because um when i did the prince of lies uh i worked with rob's company so many times that they knew me and i said to the sculptor i said okay uh i just want you to know that i'm going to be frowning a lot i'm like me i'm gonna be you know kind of miserable so he took that in in, in, in he took that uh to heart and actually sculpted it very frowny so um the i wasn't fighting the prosthetics with my with my expressions which sometimes you are sometimes uh because when they, they sculpt the prosthetics they don't always know what you're going to do as the actor but i let him know ahead of time so um that was one of those rare cases where uh the lips rarely became unglued uh when i was doing the prince of lies but they did often with the uh, uber vamp and with Carl. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and i wanted to make sure i wasn't getting food down in between the prosthetic and, the, and my skin yeah. <laughs> so uh candid uh, i don't know if you remember but uh you looked in the mirror and play with your expressions <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. The woman asked you about, uh, you ever practice your expressions in the oh. mirror? Oh, you remember that story? Uh, that was funny. Like, funny story. Um, that is a funny story. I, uh, um, uh, from the time I was very young, I realized I could make facial expressions and scare people. Mm -hmm. and just, 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 just with my facial Sorry. expressions. And I never understood why that was scary but i used to relish it <laughs> i used to really enjoy scaring people with just my just my you know my expressions with no makeup but um so one day i'm practicing expressions in the mirror and suddenly it's as if it's this split second as if like i left my body and a demon like floated into my body and i was like ah <laughs> And then I was like, oh, okay, I get it. It's what it is, is when I do those expressions, my friends aren't seeing me anymore. They're seeing some other entity. And that's mm -hmm. scary to see a friend of yours that you know really well, suddenly they're not there, even though it's their body. And that's mm -hmm. what happened to me very briefly. I got, I got it. I was like, oh, that's, that's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I remember actually doing that one time, like just looking into my eyes and like trying to be weird, and all of a sudden it almost looked like they were. I'm like, whoa, okay, that's. Uh, <laughs> it can happen. Yeah. It can happen. Yeah. 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 I was uh, say sorry about the barking. My dog had to be in the room with me, and she likes barking out the window. That's okay. Uh, that's right. A brief story. Um, you know, uh, I finally met Doug Jones. Um, few years back maybe about four or five now but when i met him uh, he asked if it was my first convention and everything and i'm like oh no i've done buffy conventions i worked with camden toy and there was even this joke going around how i was his son but you know we were joking about it and he actually goes to me he goes oh yeah i remember hearing about that. that's you pleasure to meet you and i'm thinking this is almost over a decade you remember that story <laughs> i'm like 
That was crazy. You know, he's got a good memory, apparently, because <laughs> he, yeah, he, 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 he remembers he either something on Twitter or something I posted, and I'm just thinking, over a decade, that's just crazy. I mean, I understand maybe maybe a year or two, you know, I mean, between, you know, he might remember, but I mean, that was just a weird coincidence. <laughs> I think Doug has a good memory, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, Boo, go ahead. <laughs> uh, what, what got you to uh, get into uh, the different clowning backgrounds? Um, well, you know, when I was growing up, um, it was not unusual for our training as actors to get mime training, uh, physical comedy training. Uh, um, I worked with Leonard, uh, Leonard Pitt, who... Um, uh, Leonard used to say, I don't even want the word mine near me <laughs> because it conjures up, you know, it conjures up, you know, visions of, uh, you know, Marcel Marceau, which is not what, I mean, what Leonard did, Leonard took mine way beyond what, um, uh, what Marcel Marceau did. When Mar Marcel, Marcel was brilliant at what he did, but, um, Leonard Pitt took it to a different level, to a theatrical level that was very, very different and almost a little, almost a little scary in a way. Some of his like stuff he did. Um, um, and so I studied with numerous people uh, over the years. Um, and D Doug is the same way. Doug, Doug had, you know, Doug had mind training because, you know, he studied theater in, uh, in, in college and that was part of the curriculum. And I don't think it is anymore, unfortunately. I think most schools don't have a curriculum of, of mime. Uh, most theatrical schools don't have a curriculum of makeup anymore. A good friend of mine went to a, a studied theater at a, a college in North Carolina a number of years ago, and they had stopped showing you know uh, teaching makeup which is absurd because in theater you don't have a makeup artist it has to be you it, it is you so you, if, you know if you get hired on, in a local theatrical production of something and you have no ba background in makeup it's it's kind of it's kind of insane so um so yeah so i i think it, a big part of it is is uh, i just feel lucky that um i you know when, when i was coming up um, they were still, uh, you know, training in mime and, and physical comedy. And um, I also, for many years, uh, did, uh, did work uh, in New York um, uh, at corporate and private parties where we would often be brought in to, um, to perform, you know, sometimes characters that would like, we'd have to like, you know, work out right on the fly. Um, uh, I remember, you know, There'd be many different physical characters we'd have to have to do. Um, uh, some of them were characters we'd already created, but some of them were like, you know, this is a you know a science fiction theme, and you have to play Data. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, or whatever, it, you know. So, so physical physical work uh, was is very important. Um, was very important in my in my training. Awesome. Is that what got you in martial arts as well, or is that? Um, I was always fascinated by martial arts from the time I was very young. Um, even before, even years before I saw any Bruce Lee movies, um, I was just fascinated by, by you know, karate and 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 kung fu. I don't think I knew the word kung fu when I was really young. Um, I don't think it was in the American you know language yet. Um, but uh, I was very lucky. Uh, I, I never think of myself as a martial artist, uh, kind of like I've had a lot of training in martial arts, 
I've had a lot of training in ballet, but I'm not a ballet dancer. One of my old girlfriends used to dance with Joffrey. She was a ballet dancer. <laughs> um, I worked with, you know, Ryan Watson was my stunt double uh, uh, as the Uber vamp. He uh, is, is a martial artist. <laughs> um, uh, even though I do have training in, you know, uh, Sil uh, Silam Kung Fu and uh, Ishinru Karate and Chinese Kempo and, and Judo and, and, uh, and uh, Israeli knife fighting and, uh, and Kali sticks and Tai Chi, um, I don't think of myself as a martial artist. Um, but it was very helpful, um, even though, for instance, I had a stunt double, even though like Ryan Watson was my stunt double as the, uh, as the Uber vamp, we used to jokingly say, you know, we were the Uber brothers. <laughs> because he was made up exactly like I was. He said, I'm Uber, he's Goober. <laughs> um, so, um, but, but because of my training, I was able to give a lot of input. Um, uh, John Medlin, the stunt uh, coordinator, uh, and Ryan were very generous in allowing me to sit in on all the uh, all, all the uh, the stunt coordination that they were doing, and and allowed me to do put input into you know how how do the uh, Uber vent move because uh, my my feeling was he's an animal you know it, it should be sort of I thought of him as as kind of like uh, the Tasmanian devil you know he's like he's like spinning. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he's, I don't want him as a typical chop and kick vampire, you know, and and they love that. They, they, they just thought that was a great idea. Um, so they allowed me a lot of input. Um, I was able to do a lot of my own stunts. There were some things that were not safe for me to do, like fall, falling like 50 feet on a wire. That was something that, you know, uh, that, uh, Ryan did. But I was able to do like a one handed flip into like, a you know, a, a spinning hook kick which they were amazed and uh i was amazed too because i hadn't done one of those in a while so. <laughs> yeah that's what i was going to ask how much of you even though you had the stunt since your martial arts how much of it you did do uh, yourself a, a lot of it i did a lot of it um but it, it you know i would you you'd be because uh ryan and i worked mirroring each other's movements you'd be really hard pressed to know when it was me when it was ryan mm -hmm. um yeah i mean that was part of our job is to you know make sure that we're moving similarly to each other you know right if you like went and rewatched the episode would you be able to tell you two apart I, there are times i do know and other times i'm not, I'm not always positive but there are times where i knew there there's uh, sections that i knew that ryan was in i was like oh there's ryan <laughs> <laughs> me ryan bull <laughs> it's yeah. like back and forth of the cake oh me ryan bull <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so um from going out of the makeup to doing some shows, acting as different characters, how was that doing a, like, uh, Bay and Goodnight Burbank for you? Um, you know, the Bay and, uh, and Goodnight Burbank were so much fun. I was shooting those simultaneously. It was kind of funny. I would often, you know, shoot late at night into the night uh, on uh, Goodnight Burbank and then get up early or sometimes even go directly to the other set of the Bay. Um, because we'd be shooting early. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> um, good morning. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. And there were such different roles. Um, the role uh, I played on uh, on the Bay was Igor Chambers, who is this psycho 
maniac you know, <laughs> who was convinced that you know the, the lead the lead character was in love with him and you know like when you first see him he like he shows up at the at the wedding rehearsal party you know with a bomb strapped to him saying that he you know if 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 you know if 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 Dylan doesn't, you know, uh, confess his love to me and tell everybody that he's in love with me, he's going to blow the, the entire party up. And everybody's like, what? You know? <laughs> it's so much, so much fun. Uh, um, uh, when I got the call from uh, uh, Gregory Martin for the role, he like explained the role to me. And um, I just, I just, it sounded like that's so much fun. And um, I think he it took him, I think he had to talk his uh, producers into allowing me in the in, in the project because um, myself and one other person were the only people that were not soap actors. The whole idea of, of the Bay was that he uh, created the Bay with all these different uh, uh, iconic soap uh, actors. Uh, and actresses, and um, uh, I was not a soap actor, so I was not known in that, you know, in that genre. And that was who he was, you know, that was the audience he was trying to capture. So uh, I was very lucky that he thought of me for the role. Uh, and for uh, Goodnight Burbank, uh, it's um, uh, yeah, Jan Jan Bobic, who was uh, from. Uh, uh, he was from from an uh, eastern eastern uh, bloc country. Eastern Soviet bloc country who uh, used to um, uh, direct porn in communist Estonia, and he would and, he, and his his uh, his uh, uh, use of language was tenuous at best. He would be, he'd say things like, "Okay, now we have to do the cum shot." Everybody's like, "What?" He's like, "You know, the shot that comes next. Does nobody speak the English here?" <laughs> uh, or when the little sister was on set, oh, my wife was born here, many wives. <laughs> you know, or 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 he'd say things like, "You know, in my country, uh, the only time we preempt a program is for a child sex contest," <laughs> and and the cast is like. I hope that's losing something in the translation. <laughs> um, he was, and and again, I was very lucky uh, in that, uh, you know, Hayden Black, uh, the producer and writer and director, well, not the director, but the, the producer and, and the creator of, uh, of that show, um, thought of me for that role because uh, I'm not, people don't think of me for, for comedic roles, unfortunately. I love doing comedic roles. Um, in fact, in fact, when they were having trouble casting the Prince of Lies, um, Rob Hall said to Jeff Bell, uh, the showrunner for Angel, you know, we've got Camden's molds. We could start, you know, building his, his, you know, right on, you know, because they, you know, time, you know, time was ticking and, you know, they had, they had to have time to do the makeup and it took extra time. If you, if you have a, a new actor, uh, you have to take a, a new mold of their face. And Jeff was like, oh, we love Camden, but can he do comedy? <laughs> And the fact is, you know, I don't know if you remember, but the Prince of Lies, even though he's creepy, he's really the comic relief for the episode. Mm -hmm. And I, and they know I can do creep, but they were scared that they were gonna get me in the makeup, get me on set, and then I wasn't really gonna understand comedy. And, and that does happen, you know? For television, you don't have time to develop this stuff. So they were scared. So I was like, well, I'll audition for it, you know? And they were like, oh, really? You don't mind auditioning? Because usually after you've done a couple of roles for the show, 
they don't usually have you audition again. And I was like, no, I'll audition again. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I got, got to show them that I understood the comedy of, of you know, of the script. And so, um, but, but Hay Hayden Black thought of me for this role and he had me come in to do a table read with a couple of the other actors and uh, he loved my take on it. And I ended up, you know, doing that, that role. And unfortunately, and unfortunately, um, we didn't, we never had a second season on that show. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, it was picked up. Um, uh, it was picked up by uh, HDTV. Um, and I thought for sure it was going to get like a, a major audience. And um, for some reason, it never picked up an audience. Uh, it, it was like three people saw that show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one. <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm exaggerating, obviously, but um, you know, yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting, uh, interesting story. Uh, it was actually the very first full-length uh, half-hour sitcom made for the web that was going to be on Hulu. It was originally uh, contracted by Hulu. And this was before, before Hulu was doing their own shows. So it was, mm -hmm. was going to be the first show that was actually you know, going to be like a full-length you know, sitcom made for the web on Hulu. And after it was aired, the very, very first episode aired, uh, Mark Cuba, Cuban, you know who that is, right? Ultra billionaire. Um, <laughs> Mark Cuban saw it and contacted uh, Hayden Black and said, like, I want, I want to buy the whole, the whole season for my, for HDTV. I want to, I want to buy the whole thing for my, for my network. And that's why it ended up on HDTV. Uh, and we thought, like I said, we thought for sure it was going to get like a major audience. Mm -hmm. And it, it just didn't happen. I'm not sure why. Um, I'm not sure why these things, some things catch on and some things don't. Um, Seems like all the good things, unfortunately, don't run long enough or get picked up. But, uh, yeah, but I, I agree there. Yeah, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a weird, and yet, you know, we, we had a good seven seasons on Buffy, which is a great mm -hmm. run. I mean, you know, we yeah. were very lucky. Um, unfortunately, we only had five seasons for Angel, but still, it was over. It was over a hundred episodes. Very healthy, even though it was. You know, we, even though we thought we were going to have a, another season, um, five seasons is still very healthy. You know. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, seeing Juliet Landau on an episode of Good Night Burbank was pretty funny too. And they all ate the brownies. <laughs> Just Everybody, great. Everybody's tripping. I know. <laughs> it almost reminded me of Priscilla a little bit, thrown in there when she was doing that. Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, Hayden actually grabbed a number of different uh, actors and actresses um, uh, from Buffy and Angel. Yeah, to, to be brought and 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 Firefly and Tall yep. House and yeah, he he brought brought in a number of people. Yeah, it was it was it was a great it was a great cast. Yeah, and even John Barrowman had his little cameo on it. He's like, oh, thanks. No, no, stop, stop. <laughs> yeah, he, he was great. He was great, yeah. Uh, yeah, but he's a character in real life, even <laughs> at conventions. And stuff. Yeah, he really uh, is. Yeah, he really is. Uh, I mean, I would and love. He, he was he was great. We had him uh, for, on uh, two episodes as, as a guest star. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, all right, boom. You got your next question set there. Uh, yeah, on uh, Big Bad Bugs, there's a scene like you're in the cave and you're like lying down and you get like pulled off. I was curious how they do that. They put you on like a sled or just grab you by the ankles and pull. You know, I don't remember how they do that. <laughs> I, um, I, you know, I don't know. I don't remember. I, I suspect they just pulled me. Uh, that was a pretty low budget. That was a low budget film. Um, yes, that's know, true. <laughs> funny, funny story on that. I, um, uh, 
uh, I, I ended up being on that show. I got a call the day before they were shooting and they were like, um, uh, I know it's kind of short notice, but would you be interested in uh, doing a, a project with us? And I'm like, <laughs> well, send me the script. I'll take a look, you know? <laughs> um, um, and I think what happened was they had, they had, uh, they had uh, offers out to, to bigger names like, you know, like uh, Michael Ironside and I can't remember who else. And for whatever reason, people weren't getting back to them. So it was like last minute. And the, uh, the um, uh, I think one of the producers, uh, his cousins knew me and she like recommended me. It was, uh, it was, uh, yeah. And um and they just called me up out of the blue and I was like, sure, I'll do it. <laughs> um, and the funny thing is, I remember when we were doing some of the post dub, you know, often it's not unusual in films that some of the sound uh, for, for location sound uh, is, is unusable for whatever reason. So we have to post dub, we have to dub in, you know, words, phrases, sometimes entire sentences, sometimes entire, you know, sections. And I remember uh, they, they had me in to do that. And I remember turning, <laughs> I remember, watching myself on the screen and i remember turning to the director and went i forgot how crazy i made this guy <laughs> and he's like he's like yep yep that was a fun that was a fun project with a great cast and you know i had, yeah. I had a lot of fun yeah now, great, 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 crazy to, life. to another question did you do you like prefer playing characters like him where he's just like crazy or do you like playing monsters more? Uh, I like it all uh, as an actor. <laughs> I, I mean, I know that that's, that sounds like an excuse, I think, but uh, <laughs> as, an, as an actor, I, I just love working. You know, I, I love, you know, creating characters. That's, I think that's, that's the most fun, the, the most fun part of, uh, for me as an actor is, is creating the role. Um, like I said, you know, like listening to the script as to what that role really needs. Um, uh, a funny aside, I remember uh, shooting a, a film when I was living in New York, in upstate New York, and uh, I got a, a call for the audition and I went in and I read and I just felt like I wasn't connecting to the role. And, and I remember saying, you know, what about this other role? I think I'd be better. And they go, no, no, that's already cast. And so anyways, then I get a call back for the same role and I'm like, what the hell? I'm not like, I thought I did terrible. And, and they was like, thank you. And then I get cast and I'm like, what? You know, like I was terrible in this role. What, what do you do? What do you, and of course, you don't want to talk yourself out of a role because they will, they, you, believe me, I've done it, unfortunately. I'm like, you know, I'm not really right for this role. And they're like, yeah, you're right. You're not, you know. It's like, um, so I, I learned early on to not do that. So anyway, so we're shooting in upstate New York and it's one of the most painful experiences of my life as an actor because I feel like I'm not connecting to the role. I just don't feel comfortable. I don't know what the hell's going on. And they, they're shooting and nobody's giving me direction otherwise. And I'm like, and it was only after we did the actual screening that I realized, oh, this guy is uncomfortable in his own skin. Ah. That's what they saw. <laughs> I was uncomfortable in my own skin because I wasn't connecting to the role. Oh. So it actually was perfect. <laughs> so you connected with it, you didn't even realize it. <laughs> I guess that all works out. <laughs> you never, you, that, that's, and that's exactly why, you, you know, 
I think it was uh, um, Michael. It was Michael Shirtliff, a legendary uh, casting director, who discovered you know Barbara Streisand and numerous other people. Uh, I studied with him for a short while in New York, and um, he was like, you know, don't don't talk yourself out of a role. I mean, you you, you as the actor don't know. You, you, it's like if we've had you come in we see something you may not be seeing so don't don't talk yourself out of it let us let us let us see it you know so yeah <laughs> there was um the april fool's movie trailer for legend of zelda and at first people thought it was real because they premiered it as like a real life uh movie trailer um how was it that you got brought into that i mean it was a brief clip but it was pretty interesting though uh who uh, I connected I with that actually that actually was written and directed by Sam Balcom, who's an, uh, a young, brilliant writer and director. And I worked with him on, I think, four or five different projects over the years. He also, I don't know if you remember the, the, uh, the movie trailer for, uh, that I did for G4 TV with um, Olivia Munn and uh, Eva Muri. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever saw that one. He, he did that one as well. Um, so he, he thought of me, he thought of me for this role and he, he just called me in. Um, I did an audition for it because he knew my work from working with him on a couple of other projects earlier. Um, and what happened was he was always uh, a Legend of Zelda fan. He, he grew up playing Legend of Zelda and he talked uh, uh, IGN and Nintendo into letting him do a trailer. And they gave him a little bit of money, but they did not figure he was going to do much. And or he's so brilliant, he created that. You know, and I, I and I suppose maybe it's it's dated a little dated now the CGI. But when it was released, it was it was very believable. I mean, it had over oh, yeah. a million a million hits in the first twenty four hours. It was up. Um, so um, yeah, so that's that's how I worked on that and. Um, that was amazing. Uh, I think what happened was they they looked at his um, his trailer and realized it was way too good to just post it. Uh, so they decided to hold it back uh, for their uh, April April Fools because IGN always does an April Fools thing. You'd think people would know after you know year after year of it happening, but for some reason they keep getting people, you know, uh, they held it back and like, oh, look at the new Zelda trailer, you know. <laughs> at the time I was thinking, that's going to be an awesome movie. I can't wait to see this. And then, let me tell you, let me tell you, we had a lot of pissed off fans. I'll tell you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for, like, yeah, like you said, at the time though, it, it looked pretty good. Like yeah. it was a legit yeah. movie trailer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, your little role, the hero of time. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Sahas Rala. He's the mad monk that helps Link through his destiny. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Who knows? Who Maybe I, uh, who, who I didn't know any, at all. I had to do some research. They were like, I want you to play Sahas Rala. I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> all right, time to go play Zelda. <laughs> Or one of the gaming magazines, or whatever Nintendo had this. Yeah, I think I think I researched it online. Is what I did. Yeah. Yeah. Just watch some YouTubers play the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we see that where it's like, oh Zelda, I love that guy. He's like, no, that's the name of the princess. <laughs> like, <it's not>. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> um, 
I was trying to find it earlier today. I might have to like purchase the DVD, but um, now hiring, you played a villain, Lord Menace, I believe was the name. Lord, 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 Lord Menace, yeah. And it's yeah. also, I think you can rent it on, uh, on Amazon as well. Okay, because I think I saw the second one was on there, but um, the Average Joe. I guess it's the, exact, it's the exact same film. For some reason, they remarketed it with a different title. Oh, okay. I thought it was a sequel or something. That's why I was like, oh, I, I want to watch the first one first. But, okay. Uh, as far as I know, I may be wrong, but as far as I know, it's just, it's the same film that's just been remarketed with a different title. Um, I think their distributor figured that it would do better with a different title. And they actually, they did actually, did a theatrical release, release for a while as uh, Average Joe. And okay. it, did, it did, it did okay for a low budget theatrical release. Okay. Yeah, well, I would have watched that, that one. Fun, that was a fun project. Yeah. Um, the director, um, um, uh, Mark Cantu, um, had, had just knew my work and contacted me. Um, I think I was, I think I was driving somewhere in North Carolina at the time. You know, I was like having like North Carolina barbecue somewhere, and like I got a call from him, and hi, I got this project. I want you to do? You know, and I said, send me the script. You know. <laughs> <laughs> So that was shot in Texas, yeah, in uh, San Antonio, I believe. Okay. Well, I guess I'll just have to watch Average Joe. I didn't realize it was the same movie, so I was going to watch sure, it. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's the same film, just remarketed with a different title. Uh, check it out. Yeah. I may be, I may be wrong. So, definitely, yeah. They, they, they seem to do that with a bunch of titles or movies, changing titles to them to remarket them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have known. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, was it your love of uh like the makeup and that uh, was that what brought you to play monsters um i think that certainly played a, a, a role in that but i think uh i think it all it, it just kind of all comes together i think it's my my theatrical background um my my background in martial arts, my background in makeup, my my huge love of of monsters, um, my my physicality uh, as an actor. Uh, I I think it was all of it, you know, really. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And I saw there that the European clowning and physical clowning. Uh, what's the difference? Honestly, I have no clue. But what's the difference? Well, I I say European clowning because. Uh, if I say clowning, people think Ringling, Ringling Brothers, Barlam Baby gotcha. Circus. And that, you know, certainly there's nothing wrong with that clowning. It's just I, that's circus clowning, and that's not exactly what I have training in. Um, mine, if, I, I don't know if you guys have ever seen any of, like, um, Bill Irwin's early work. Um, I'm uh, not sure. I think it's online. It's, it, there's a he, – he did a – he did it, you know, he, mostly he's just an actor now. You see him doing acting and it's very little physicality. But early in his career, he was, he was a clown. And he did a show called Regard of Flight that is just brilliant and silly and wonderful. And um, um, I highly recommend it. I think it's online, Regard of Flight with Bill Irwin. Uh, check, okay. check, check it yeah, out. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, check that out. And that, that'll give you a sort of an idea of what I mean by European, or I should, maybe I shouldn't say European, maybe I should say theatrical clowning. That's a better. Okay. Because, because it comes from a very specific kind of 
theat when I see theatrical, it comes from very much a, a character. It's character driven. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, try to think. Sorry, I'm getting sidetracked by my dog trying to keep her from barking. <laughs> it's people right outside her house talking, so she might go off again. Okay. She doesn't let me go anywhere without her. <laughs> She's high, high strung, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, was gonna, I was gonna I think say we've that, covered uh, all my questions. If you got anything, Steve. All right. I was gonna say, uh, since you're in makeup, um, have you done like on your time off, like any theater yourself, where you do makeup for anyone, or uh, your own um, shows? Um, it's been a while since I've done any theater. Actually, um, I was part of. Uh, uh, there's a theater company called Theater of Note in Los Angeles, um, and I was a member of Theater of Note for a number of years. And I did I did all my own makeup, but I, I didn't do other people's makeup because you know they you know they all are very capable of doing their own makeup. Um, right. Yeah. So, so I I was just doing my own makeup. I see we got another guest joining us. <laughs> what a beautiful dog. Keep her entertained for a little bit. <laughs> She's beautiful. But have you seen the movie Good Boy? It's on Hulu. Uh, no. But she resembles like the dog that's in oh, there. It does. So when I did a review on that, I took a picture. But the other dog just has one eye patch. She has both. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, I took a picture trying to like recreate the poster art. <laughs> it does look like good boy. Yeah. Yeah, and I made it sit in my lap during the whole thing. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, she's my little munchkin. She's great. How many pounds is she? <laughs> About 25, maybe a couple pounds over. I know she's not over 30 unless she's gained a lot of weight since last time she's been to the vet. But she's wow. full grown. She's like five. Mm, she's beautiful. I figure they'll keep her out of the window for a little bit. <laughs> that dog, how much is that doggy in the window? <laughs> um, any uh, uh, clown characters that you've seen in movies that you would have wanted to portray? And what are your, some of your favorite uh, clown movies? What am I? Some of my favorite what movies? Uh, clown movie or evil clowns or what is, is there any oh. evil clown you wish you could have portrayed? <laughs> well, it it is you know the new it movies are are pretty phenomenal what they're doing. Oh. Um, mm -hmm. um, I would yeah I love what they did with those. Um, yes. So yeah, I mean. I, I, you know, I love roles like that where you can use language and physicality so much, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and he could do crazy things with his eyes, uh, you, know, oh, without, yes. you know, having to do CGI and all that. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they, they did a lot of C yeah, CGI, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But yeah, I really like those movies. I hate that people hate on it just because it's a remake. Really well made. Yes, it is. Really well made. Yeah, I'm surprised. I was surprised. Uh, I, I generally am not a big fan of remakes either. But, yeah. 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 Uh, any upcoming projects or anything you can let us know about? Um, 
Well, I shot a film called uh, Boogeyman um, a, a while back, which has not been released yet. Uh, it was written and directed by my good friend, uh, James Bills. And uh, it was all, it's starring Yancey Butler, who you probably know her from Witchblade. Mm -hmm. um, she's wonderful. Um, yeah, so that, that's going to be coming up. I'm not sure when that's going to be released. Um, but I ended up playing two different roles in that film. I play what they call the shape, which is this mm -hmm. sort of boogeyman kind of character, which you only sort of sort of see his shape, you know, periodically throughout it. And then I play this old uh, prospector, this old gold prospector from the 1800s, um, which I just I just love that, you know, James thought of me for both roles. I just was like, <laughs> I saw that in their net movie database that but it didn't have a date. It just said boogeyman, the shape. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, OK, I'm going to have to try to keep an eye out for that one. <laughs> yeah, I think I think on IMDb, they don't credit me for the, the prospector, which which is OK. I mean, because uh, the film hasn't come out yet, so. Um, but, uh, but I ended up playing both roles and that was really fun. Um, I also did a project a while back that's still available on Hulu, uh, Blumhouse's series, uh, Into the Dark. It's a, it's a uh, episode called Uncanny Annie. Mm -hmm. uh, um, and it's about a, a group of college students on Halloween night. Uh, playing this board game that uh, is very evil and they can't stop the game otherwise they'll all die and uh, it's really really fun really well made um, um, uh, Adelaide Kane who was also uh, in Rain she was one of the one of the stars of Rain the, the, the television show Rain uh, is in it um, and that I play this uh, kind of poltergeist-esque character called the prankster. Okay. Yeah. They originally were thinking of um, kind of a CGI character, um, kind of like, you know, kind of like some of the ghosts in, 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 in Ghostbusters. But the director, um, um, you know, saw, saw, remembered me from, he met me in, in London years ago and showed a picture of me to the producers and was like, well, how about this guy instead of like a CGI character? And they were like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was probably doing something creepy in the photo, you know, so. <laughs> most likely. <laughs> yeah, most likely. That's me. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to check that out. It was the, which episode? Uncanny Annie? Yeah, that was Uncanny Annie. Uncanny okay. Annie. It's, it's it, like the show's called Into the Dark. It's, yeah. um, it's, on, it's, it's Blumhouse's producing different it. like holiday movies that they have going on yeah oh, they're not really yeah. holiday they, i think yeah, there were weren't there a couple of ones like thanksgiving one and christmas they like release certain ones and there was one that i did a review on called um i'm just fucking with you where it was like a prankster psycho it's that serious yeah it's like those movies but i wouldn't say they're all holiday movies but it's, yeah because i was about ready to watch uncanny annie but i ran out of time <laughs> it's um what it is the the premise of the series is that they have a film for every month and it's themed for that month so yeah, that's November, what it was November is Thanksgiving December is you know uh, Christmas October is Halloween so yeah so uh, I don't know what I fourth of July and July you know it's, so uh, yeah each each day so they did a different one every month is what mm, that's the yeah. whole premise yeah so 
I'll definitely have to go back and check that one out for sure. Yeah, yeah. the End of the Dark movies are really good. I didn't get a chance to watch that one, unfortunately. I really want to do It's been on my watch list for, like, ever, and I was like, I'll get it watched this week, and then we had internet issues. I was like, man, I can't watch it. I have time to. <laughs> but, yeah, the End of the Dark series, so I imagine this movie is just as good as the rest of them. Oh, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. All right. Um, well, let's see. It has been over an hour. Uh, you're welcome to stay any longer, or if you have to go, that's fine. And if you want to plug anything else, or that was it, or stick around and chat some more, it's up to you. Um, well, I can stick around for a few more minutes. Um, I'm, right. you know, uh, I just for those of you, for those uh, those of you in the UK, I am going to be appearing at Sean Harry's uh, Vampire Ball in um, is it November? Is it November? It's November 5th through the 7th, and that's going to be in London. Um, that's his, it's, uh, you know, Star Fury's uh, Vampire Ball. So, okay. so I hope to see. That sounds him. amazing, a Vampire Ball. <laughs> vampire Ball. <laughs> I've never heard of that before. That sounds amazing. They've got a great, they got a great lineup. It's mostly people from Buffy and Angel, but there's a few people from like Firefly and, and Dollhouse and, you know, okay. yeah, like Miracle Lori from Dollhouse will be there. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. I missed that show. That was such a great show. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 It was Dollhouse, Firefly, all those. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like, bring them back. <laughs> or at least one movie just to, like, sum it up, you know. I mean, they're bringing back so many shows and movies anyway, you know. Why not? <laughs> well, that's what they did with Firefly. They, 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 they summed it up with the uh, with the uh, With the, with the, the movie. Film. With the movie. Yeah. 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 Oh, they did make a movie that fire. Relief on the wind. That was brutal. Josh <laughs> yeah, does that. He always, you know, certain characters don't get too invested with them. <laughs> they might. Uh, yeah, I, I think it was. I think it was Joss that said that. You know, if when he gets that reaction from the fans, how could like how could you kill that person? You know, then he's like, I, he know he says like I know I did the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> Like with him, must take that inspiration for The Walking Dead too. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, unfortunately, I'm in big with The Walking Dead. I've never really watched the other shows, but yeah, they kill off so many characters in that one. You're like, oh yeah, yeah. I've like yeah. literally cried a couple times. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So, what else has been going on? Uh, anything interesting or so, or maybe uh, something you can tell us that we may not know about you, whether it be hobbies or interests oh, like, um, that we may not know? I have a couple of things, actually. I just finished my master's degree in clinical psychology. Uh, oh, nice. Congratulations. I am now officially a psychotherapist. <laughs> That's uh, interesting. <laughs> Must help with roles. <laughs> you can really literally get in people's head. So, yeah, so I'm uh, yeah, so I'm officially a psychotherapist now, and uh, and I started uh, a little over a half year ago. I started the um, um, uh, MFA program in screenwriting at Antioch University, Santa Barbara. So I'm I'm working on some some screenwriting right now because um, I I had always wanted to do that, and uh, I was introduced to um, the head of the program. Um, when I was d doing my uh, bachelor's degree, actually, uh, at Antioch, and um, I decided, you know, after I finished my, my master's degree in clinical psychology that I would uh, 
pursue uh, screenwriting as well. So, so I'm doing that along with that. So, so I'm seeing clients and, and I'm doing screenwriting. Awesome. Right. So yeah. hoping maybe we'll see something of yours out soon. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah. I'm mostly concentrating on television, mostly concentrating on television pilots. I uh, wrote a pilot uh, about a family of uh, coal miners uh, last last semester, and um, it's a three three generations of coal miners. Um, the youngest is is the, the daughter. She's like twenty in her early twenties, and she's uh, she gets she gets trapped in the mine with her crew, and her father, the uh, the coal mining supervisor, has to rush against time to get them out of there. So. And this is all. This all happens on the day of the funeral, the, the 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 mother's funeral, her mother's funeral. So it's 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 very it's very uh, sad, you know. Yeah. Awesome. We'll have to keep an eye out for that stuff and promote it around. Let people know Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. All right. It was great seeing you again, and thanks for taking the time to come on out. Yeah, I really, I, like I said, really nice meeting you. Thank you. You too. All right. You have a great night. Take care. Bye. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Oh, oh, he's back. <laughs> he doesn't want to leave. <laughs> Uh, go ahead, <laughs> <laughs>